The failure of Peter actually happened in front of everybody. But then Peter turned around when the Holy Spirit filled him and things were very different. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hibbert. And I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. Bible Discovery TV takes you through the Bible from Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation chapter 22. And today we're talking about the 18th chapter of John. This is really something. And we're going to talk about that in five minutes. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Ryan? What is truth? These are the words Pilate asked Jesus at his public trial. So today we ask, ask the same thing. What is truth? Well, there is an answer. All right. Very good. Look forward to that. Janice? Today's segment is called Strengths and Weaknesses. All right. Very good. And Jess Cantillon is here, and we're going to be talking with him a little bit later in about 25 minutes. So make sure you stay tuned because things are really going to be interesting today. Now let's open up our Bibles and see what God is saying. John 18, 25 through 40. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Therefore they said to him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately a rooster crowed. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium, and it was early morning. But they themselves did not go into the praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out to meet them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him up to you. Then Pilate said to them, You take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spoke, signifying by what death he would die. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. And for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. 
Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all cried again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. John chapter 18, verses 25 through 40. John chapter 18 and 19 is what we study today. During the trial of Jesus Christ, he was brought from the home of the high priest to the praetorium to stand before governing political rulers in Jerusalem. Now, John witnessed and recorded this fascinating scene, in fact, this ironic scene for us, in which Pontius Pilate stands face to face with the true God the God of truth. Now, Pilate confronts Jesus with questions and cannot find any fault or illegal thing that he has done to deserve official punishment. And Jesus answers Pilate saying that his kingdom is not of this world, but of spiritual principles. In an attempt to cast off this case and get rid of the problem of social unrest, Pilate attempts to have Jesus released using a popular custom of the day. But the people begin to chant for the conviction and crucifixion of Jesus. And in the end, the high priest and the religious leaders convince Pilate to execute Jesus. Let me tell you something. This is an amazing start to Jesus' last moments and ultimately to his victorious resurrection in the flesh. This is something. John was witness to all of this. And I, I say that very importantly because we also have Revelation, which we're coming up at the end of the year. It's going to be very interesting as we study this. So take your Bible guide and turn to the conviction of Christ. But if you don't have a Bible guide, why not? Write to us or call us, and especially now since we're getting ready for next year. Uh, this is the latter part of October. So if you want to get on the list where we send it every month automatically, then make sure you contact us and write to us so that we can get you on the list. If you go to Bible Discovery TV and uh, go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com, go to the Bible Guide page. It takes you first to a donate page. Thank you so much for the donations. It'll take you to a page where you can download exactly how we printed it. So make sure that you do that as well. But today we need to pray. Father, we're looking at the conviction of Jesus Christ. And John has written it so that we will truly hear him. I pray today as we focus on this, that your Holy Spirit would be activated, that we would see you, that we would hear you today. Help us, Lord. This is important in Jesus' name. And we said together, amen. Let's listen to the Lord, hear what he says, and let's understand what he's saying by the Holy Spirit. John chapter 8, verse 25. Now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Therefore they said to Simon Peter, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? And Peter denied it and said, I am not. Well, one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him, whose ear Peter cut off and said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Well, Peter then denied again, and immediately the rooster crowed. 
Fascinating. The failure of Peter happens exactly as Jesus predicted. The Spirit of God always makes himself known to us. Now, why did I say that? I want you to know that this Peter that we just witnessed deny Christ, he will be the Peter speaking in a few weeks at the upper room to all of the people. And the church becomes 5,000 that day because he's full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit changes us, beloved. It changes everything. Being a Christian is not just a cultural thing where we decide that we adopt laws. It's the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. When we give our heart to Jesus Christ and we say, yes, Lord, the Holy Spirit comes inside and changes us, beloved. Keep that in mind. It's a changing thing. God changes us. Verse 28. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the Praetorium. And it was early morning, but they themselves did not go into the praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. And Pilate then went out to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, if he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him up to you. And then Pilate said to them, you take him. And judge him according to your law. Therefore the Jewish or the Jews said to him. It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. That saying or that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled. Which he spoke signified by what death he would die. Beloved remember this. The ancient Jewish leaders manipulated the Roman law. They were great manipulators. We should live and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, his leading, not on attempting to manipulate the systems of this world. We don't manipulate man. We can't manipulate man. We love people because God told us that Jesus told us to love one another. You don't manipulate systems. Now, God will do that according to what his will is. But we don't actively do that. We're not controllers. We're not manipulators. Very important. Let's go on and look at the last scripture. This is really important. John chapter 18, verses 33 to 40. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? And Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priest have delivered you to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered him, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servant would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. And Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. And for the cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is the truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, 
I find no fault in him at all. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? And then they all cried out again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Fascinating. Brings me to this point. It seems that Jesus was crucified because the leaders were against him. But it was always God's plan. Everything happens for a reason. God directs our life for his purposes. God has directed your life for his purpose. His purpose is that you come to know him. Come to know Jesus today because God has directed your life in that way. This character of King Saul, this historical figure. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that most of us, when we think of King Saul, we think of the bad guy foil to King David. But an entire book of the Bible is also dedicated to mostly his reign. Of course, that's 1 Samuel. So I'm really excited to jump into it today and see what we can learn about Saul. Welcome back to the program. Today our study involves John chapters 14 and 18. And in chapter 18, we find Jesus facing Pilate at his trial. And picking up in verse 37, Pilate asks him, th asks him this, so you're a king? Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. But Pilate said to him, what is truth? Now, for whatever reason, Jesus here chose not to respond to this cynical question. Maybe Pilate didn't give him the chance. But whatever the case, this sort of retort is all too common today. I mean, have you ever heard someone claim that truth is relative? Which means that there is no absolute truth, but the truth is whatever we make it? Well, at first it might seem intellectual, but in truth, this claim is totally illogical and self-refuting. Because what's being argued is that it is absolutely true that nothing is true. It's a totally foolish argument. The reality is that there is absolute truth. The question is, what is that truth? What is truth? These famous words uttered by Pilate some 2,000 years ago during our Lord's trial are even more illustrative of the state of our world today. We live in a highly relativistic culture where truth can be whatever we make it. Your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. We've become a people who deny absolute truth and absolute authority. Of course, if Jesus had chosen to respond to Pilate's retort, or if Pilate had been willing to listen, we can be quite confident of his reply. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Contrary to the wisdom of this world, which is utter foolishness in God's sight, there is a such thing as absolute truth and absolute authority, and his name is Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. Not only is Jesus the truth absolutely, but as the author of creation, he also has all authority over that creation. Significantly, the Apostle John, in the opening remarks of his gospel, also identifies Jesus as the Word of God. So if Jesus is the truth, the authority, and the Word of God, then by definition, the Word of God, the Bible, is also true and authoritative. Therefore, the whole of Scripture can and should be fully trusted and embraced, 
even when it flies in the face of the world's so-called wisdom. Sadly, the church has far too often been willing to wane on biblical truths in order to satisfy worldly truths. But this is backwards. Rather than submitting the scriptures to the ideas of man, every idea of man must come into complete submission to the scriptures, because scripture is authoritative and true. Indeed, many worldly so-called facts have been overturned throughout history, but the Bible has remained in truth. God has said in his word that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. Thus, rather than fearing men, may we only fear God and boldly and unashamedly stand firm on the word of God, Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. You know, Jesus spelled it out clear as day. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He doesn't just tell the truth. He is truth. Despite the claims of Pilate and many others, there is a such thing as absolutes. The truth isn't what we make it. It's what God says it is. God has made his truths crystal clear in his word. And we as the church of Jesus Christ need to stand firm on those truths. This isn't the time for the body of Christ to be submitting to what the world says is or isn't true. We need to wake up because soon and very soon, Jesus is going to come for his church and the world needs to know the way, the truth, and the life. It's time to stop letting the world influence the church. The church has to rise up and be the one to influence the world. It's a matter of life and death. In fact, it is. And if you want to read the details of that, you can read Revelation chapter 19. It speaks that Jesus Christ will come from heaven and he will judge the earth. And uh, this is going to happen. The things are going to happen that the Bible predicts and says. And that's why they're in the Bible. That's God's word. That is the objective truth. That's what I believe. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, just quickly, truth is absolute. So in other words, gravity is absolute. You know, gravity is going to happen. Jump off the roof. You don't believe in gravity. That's great. But it's going to yeah. come to a rapid knowledge when you hit the ground. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... That's the reality of the word of God. Janice? Here's another reality. You know, I, I look at Peter as Jesus' disciple, and he was so dynamic. Peter was always there. He was, he was just ready to pick up a sword or, or, you know, chop somebody down for something and cutting off an ear of the servant that, you know, came to arrest Jesus. And Peter was just always there. And, and, and then you see, in, as we read through John chapter 18, that this... Peter denying Christ, even he had said not too long before that, I'm going to, I would go to prison even to death with you, Jesus. And we see here the, the, the failure in, in Peter. And I can see that in myself as well. And you know, Jesus didn't leave Peter in his failure. And Jesus doesn't leave you in your failure. Jesus knew Peter's heart. And after Christ's death, and resurrection, you know, he had breakfast by the sea with his disciples and he took Peter for a walk with him. And, and uh, you know, we, we will be reading that in the scriptures ahead of time or, you know, in the days to come. Jesus didn't leave Peter in his failure and he will not leave you in your failure. If you feel like you have done too much, you've gone too far away from God that he could never accept you. That's not coming from God. He loves you and you need to seek after him and, and come to him and he will forgive you. His hands are extended. His heart is extended. That's why he came to bring you back into reconciliation with God, the father. And so don't feel like he has left you behind. He is not come to him today. Yeah. Come to Jesus. That's very, 
very important. Um, we have somebody with us. Jess Canelon is the proprietor of uh, This is Israel, and it is a great program. Jess, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's so great to be here with you guys today. And you are actually in Israel right now, just south of Tiberias, uh, which is on the, of course, the west coast of the Sea of Galilee, which is really a lake. But nevertheless, uh, you're coming to us from a kibbutz. Yeah, I'm coming to you right from Israel where, uh, you know, kibbutzes are kind of an easygoing farm life. Uh, they are the country people of, uh, of this of this country. And I, that's always the way it's been, right? Uh, uh, Peter and the other disciples were also uh, country fishermen type. And, uh, you know, I love Janice that uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite stories where uh, Jesus makes fish for them on the beach. Uh, the beach is just up the road. And uh, we would often come up here as a family to... Uh, to find fresh water. And, uh, and we would sit on that very beach and, uh, you know, our kids would play, we light a fire and we'd remember that story of, of such unmerited grace and favor, uh, love of Jesus. Uh, you know, I, I'm reminded of the fact that while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners in our sin, Christ died for us. And uh, to me, that's the that's the game changer. That's what it's all about. That uh, that uh, despite our failures, despite our outright rebellion, uh, he uh, he makes breakfast for us at the beach. Right. And, and that, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, just interrupt. I I, I um, don't you think one of the unfortunate things with people when they come to the Bible and they read the stories, they forget. We forget that these are real people. Real people yeah. with real emotions like you and me and, and the places where they were are real places. This isn't made up stories. It's not myths. This really happened with real people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, real people, real feelings. Uh, you know, breaking the alabaster jar over his feet, uh, you know, and, and anointing him. Uh, how how could he, she do such a thing? What a waste of money. That money could have gone to the poor. Uh, you know, why should she do that to uh, to touch the Messiah that way? And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was an act of worship. It was from a broken woman who needed to honor her king. Zacchaeus, uh, the wee little man, he did the same thing. You know, he uh, he invited he invited Jesus into his house, and uh, and Jesus went there because he had to he had to see Zacchaeus. Uh, he had to be a guest in his home, and uh, you know these are real people who go through who who, who went through what we go through, and uh, and and Jesus's answer to our sin is always, uh, "I love you, and I'm coming in." Yeah, it's very, very interesting. And just I just need to man mention this, Jess, that, of course, you're uh, formerly the uh, pastor of churches and all of that. Now you're into this, uh, the this is Israel full time. I love Israel. I went there in 91. I've gone ever since. Uh, it is excellent. You're there now. Uh, this is Israel. What is the program? Well, it's a, it's a half hour show that uh, is based off of a five minute uh, little YouTube series that I've put together uh, starting in 2016. So these are little five minutes uh, on location adventure Bible study with a selfie stick. We, uh, we go to the Mount, Mount Hermon to uh, snowboard down the tr Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, we go to the Red Sea and snorkel and see uh, <laughs> and, and see that uh, Red Sea that was crossed. Uh, what was actually inside? Uh, we we wander through the through the desert. We enjoy the the Mediterranean, uh, and we just explore. We explore, and so after and we teach the Bible in those as we explore, and it really brings the Bible to life. And then 
with the half hour show, we we then uh, I then interview an expert uh, who we touch on something in that episode. And uh, I talked to an expert saying, hey, tell us more about this one thing that popped out in that episode. Uh, and then we kind of uh, wrap it all together in a, in a Bible study at the end. And it's been a real joy to work with uh, with you, Ryan, and uh, uh, really, really closely together and with you, Rod and Janice, and just the whole team uh, to uh, really bring people from their living rooms into the Holy Land. Yeah, it's, I think it's important to remember that if you want to see this program, and I would suggest that you do remind that the people watching and the station managers and all of that, that if you want the program, just call me uh, because we made the program 2830, a half an hour program. But Ryan, there's eight that you've produced. And by this time that this program goes to air, they'll mm-hmm. be finished. They will be. Yeah. And, and hopefully we'll have some more going on. And I would also say go to his website at israelvideoproject.com. Uh, there you can find that stuff as well. So Israel, it's very exciting. Israel Video Project, one word, israelvideoproject.com. That's his web. That's your website, Jess, isn't it? It is. It is. It is my website. We also have a YouTube channel uh, and you can find it all over. I mean, we're on Facebook, we're, we're on Roku, we're everywhere uh, that you can find digital media. That's where we are. So we, we, we're just, uh, we want the word to get out there. We want as many people as possible to have the opportunity uh, to dive into the scriptures in, uh, you know, uh, high, high definition. All right. Look forward to it. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name for IsraelVideoProject.com for Jess. And we ask, Lord, as we put this program together, we've done eight of them. We're going to do more. Father, we pray that you would help us and uh, bring support to Jess. Help him, Lord. And uh, we've just done this because it's, we feel that you've told us to do this. And so, Father, we're going to do it. And somehow the Lord will help us through it, Father. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. Amen. Jess, uh, and, and one of these days, uh, I'm going to get back over to Israel. So there you go. Thank you yeah, for being we'll, with we'll us. We'll go together. It'll be fun. Okay, <laughs> very good. Jess Canelon from Israel. And uh, thank you for being with us. And thank you for staying there. Let's carry on with the program as we continue to study God's Word. Thank you for watching the prayer request and joining us in praying for these people who've written in. And I want to remind you that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have a prayer meeting at 3.30 Eastern Standard Time in America. You can join us from anywhere in the world. We're on Bible Discovery TV as well. And when you do, we'll pray for you. Right now, let's pray and say, Lord, I want to learn how to trust in you more. Help me to do that today and right now. In Jesus' name. Amen.